This episode of Modern Fireside Chat is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash DougFeedTV, where people come and throw us a couple bucks a month to support all of our fine shows. Shows like uh, Watch Out for Fireballs or Days of Future Cast or The Level. Uh, any of these shows, if you haven't listened to those, give those a shot. Uh, I think if you like this, you'll like those. Uh, and I might be wrong. I've been wrong before. However, I appreciate you giving it a try, man. Uh, and also, uh, you know, if you don't uh, support us on Patreon, you know, a small percentage of listeners do, um, please consider it. It's a uh, it's a big deal. It makes a huge difference for us. And, uh, you know, it is a way to to actively show that you care. Thank you. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. Hey, you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, a tasty morsel. Yeah. Um, and this week we would be reading your responses to Dark Mouse. Um, however, nobody wrote in. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been a while since we, we batted a no-hitter on that one. Uh, but again, uh, thought this game was bigger than it was Yeah, uh, with, with people. But hopefully we did a service in saying uh, we played one-third of it. And, uh, <laughs> so, like, Guys, we're going to own this one. Um, yeah. 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 And we, we, we went over it. Yeah. But we do have uh, every once in a while, um, you know, responses kind of fall through the cracks. And we take this opportunity to kind of talk about general things. Um, and we're going to do that. We're going to do a listener mail roundup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I'll get a start here with Nicholas, who writes in via contact saying, how about an episode centered on your favorite music from the Soulsborne series? Standout tracks for me include Hail the Nightmare, Ornstein and Smo, and most of Demon Souls. Care to share? Um, back in the way back in the day in the Dark Souls 3 season, <laughs> this was one of the planned special episodes I wanted to do. Um, that game and season ended up being longer than I thought, and it didn't end up working out with the schedule right? Uh, for things. So, Which I know sounds weird uh, in retrospect since we've been kind of killing time before the DLC came out. But mm-hmm. keep in mind how weird and insecure you know, it was not knowing when any of that stuff would come out. So yeah. at the time, it didn't end up making sense. This was a special I wanted to do, though, and I wanted to get uh, Hellkite Drake on, who does covers of songs uh, and rearrangements of these songs and kind of generally works with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, works with the music in the Soulsborne series. Um, and then that never came to be and probably just kind of won't. Yeah. Um, you know, which isn't because it's not an interesting idea. I think that what it is, is it would be have an interview because my answer for this is that I not as much as maybe you would think. Right. Right. Uh, uh you, you hit the nail on the head by saying, Hey, all of demon souls. Um, yeah. just because there are weird and strange instrumentations, um, in that, that are not just kind of what eventually became the standard boss music of chants and strings. Yeah. And, and there are, there are exceptions and it works in dark souls one, yep. like so many things because it's the first time. So like when you get on the bridge and the tourist demon comes out, that music track is forgettable in terms of the series, but really stands out in terms of video game music and stands out in dark souls one. Yeah. Um, as the things can, as the, series continued this got kind of i feel blander and blander yeah um and this is not a popular you know that's not everyone doesn't think that like tons of people i know who are really moved by souls music yeah yeah um and and especially i saw a lot of kind of reinvigoration on that around bloodborne as well yes like which does have a a mildly more interesting instrument palette yes to it um 
So there are there are a couple of songs mm-hmm. that I like. Like Demon Souls does a lot of weird stuff that matches the the boss fight really yep. well. False Idol. Uh, yep, False Idol is is fantastic. Uh, Main Astray is is probably the best piece of music in that game, mm-hmm. and is is really really good. Um, in Souls One, uh, I too like Orange Sea and Smo. Um, I've always had a soft spot for Seath. Yep, with those weird pluck strings behind it. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a little bit of like, hey, this is deranged. Yeah, yep. Um, Love the Crystal Butterfly um, slash Gwendolyn. That is a nice serene uh, kind of fight or a piece that matches those fights in a really cool way. Um, Pinwheel is awesome. Pinwheel is really good. Um, You don't get to hear all of it because the fight is over too soon. But if you listen to it on YouTube, it's really good. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Dark Souls 2, uh, that has my favorite uh, home base theme. Like, I think the Majula theme is really good. Yep. Um, I've always liked the Ruin Sentinels, mm-hmm. uh, which has this weird kind of brass uh, to it. And I've always liked, uh, I think it's still very, very clever, the way that um, the the Royal Aegis, uh, <laughs> Bellstat, um, yeah. the way that the bell of his weapon works into the soundtrack yeah, um, is awesome. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Good music in the DLC, too. I like the uh, the music under the Sin fight. Um, yeah. And also, I really enjoy uh, the fight against the, uh, the Burned Ivory King. Um, yeah, that yeah. I think is like um, probably the pinnacle of that 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 kind of instrumentation or approach. Yeah, I mean, again, it doesn't. It's not something I'm going to listen to on its own, but I think right. it stands. It works really well with that really really awesome set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloodborne like didn't work on me the same way it worked on everyone kind of around me. Yeah. I feel like like adding strings didn't add as much. Right. Uh, for me, as it as it did for other people, because the melodies did not feel. Like it, it didn't feel like much more melodic. It felt like an added texture to that kind of basic souls kind of sound bed. Yeah. That bombast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty hard for me to think of like bloodborne songs that I, I particularly really like. Yeah. Um, um I, I, I love the, uh, the, 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 the lullaby, um, that is, you know, a, stunt, a piece of stunt music, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is used in the credits and it's used, you know, a couple at a couple of points as a as a theme or motif more than anything. Yeah. Um, and I think that music ends up working the best, not in beast fights, but in, you know, whenever you're fighting something that is, um, you know, otherworldly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Maria fight is good music. Yeah. If I recall, I couldn't hum it for you right now, though. No. Um, and then Dark Souls three has again also largely fell off my brain. Yeah. Um, as far as music goes, like I'm sure there's stuff in there that if I went back and listened to it, um, I would dig. Mm-hmm. But it just it's uh, I can't the 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 sound palette is too narrow. Yeah. For me. Yep. So that's our episode. Yes. <laughs> or would have like been a, the episode. Thanks, Nicholas. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean we do you know we do do appreciate the question. Um, yeah. It is uh, it is an interesting. It's an interesting thing that it just kind of, God, like in a, in a weird thesis for the series, like it's an element of the series that wore out. Yeah. You know, um, like yeah. there's just, I, I feel like we're out of things to do with that, <laughs> that music approach. Yeah. Um, uh, so something I want to make sure that we, that doesn't go unremarked upon is the, uh, the fire link theme. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if it's from doing the show. I, I, you know, I think it's something that we take for granted as kind of an iconic piece of music that is. I think even transcended the game, like that particular piece of music, that swell of strings, um, you know, yeah. um, like that is a direct line into my spinal cord. <laughs> that's, that's very good. Yeah. Um, it's actually, and if it's been a while since you've listened to it, scope the, um, and, uh, this has, this is irregardless of the games. Cause I sound like a parody of myself being down on dark souls three <laughs> up on dark souls two, but I think dark souls two has the best credits. Oh yeah. Music like, um, 
the credits music to that is really, really good and really pretty. Yeah. Um, and, and the kind of thing I could see listening to outside of, you know, the game. Yeah. Um, but th- this, uh, this soundtrack never did that for me. Um, like I never really got into like, I'm just going to listen to a soul soundtrack the same way that like I have the shovel Knight soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, yeah. so did different areas quoting different things. Yeah. yeah. I think it works really well for the game. Even songs that I think are bland when I look back on them actually like match the fight usually pretty well. Yeah. Um, Josh says by contact, uh, or thank you, Nicholas, uh, Josh says by contact I'm about two years behind, but dark, uh, in dark souls, there is one boss fog in which you can turn around and exit after starting right after entering the fog gate, uh, into the first encounter with Seath, uh, in the archives, you have three to four seconds to decide if you want to stay in the room. Um, also my first play through of demon souls, the tower knight stopped me in my tracks. He made me quit until I can, uh, until I convinced a friend to pick up the game. I don't know if it's just me or what, but I reread the back of the Demon Souls box recently, and it made it sound like the worst adventure game uh, of the 90s. <laughs> Deep beneath the men. <laughs> Sorry, uh, this font is crazy. Deep beneath the Nexus, the old one has awakened. A mighty demon horde pours into Boletaria, devouring the souls of men. Called upon by the maiden in black, you go forth to lift the curse. Leave hints, view the deaths of past players, work cooperatively, or invade another's game. Watch the world around you shift according to the actions of you and your fellow players on the PlayStation Registered Trademark Network. Different enemies, items, and events may trigger, uh, leading to different consequences. So they did explain the tendency system, just not in the game. (laughs) It's, uh, I I think that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I... As opposed to now where it'd just be like, are you prepared for the challenge of a lifetime? Yeah. You will die again and again and again. <laughs> um, the, the legend uh, never dies. Yeah. The legend never dies. Um, the bit about the boss fog, I was for a second, I was like, uh, uh, right when entering the fog with the first encounter in Seath, um, if you can leave, it's because of how you're, that's a mandatory death. Like that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's different about that boss. Yeah. I never tried that. Uh, cause you know, the first time, you know, I got caught by it, the second, you know, the trick and the second time I was just like, okay, I'm just going to run in there and die. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, get it over with. Know, I, I know what to do, but, um, that I, it's hard. I wanted to call it an ease of use consideration, but it's not because you can never, <laughs> there's nothing to signal it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and the only reason to do that would be to go spend your souls or whatever, mm-hmm. or go put on a, a ring or something like that. Yeah, but that's interesting. I, I did not uh, did not yeah. know that. That was uh, pursuant to a conversation we had several episodes ago, actually, um, talking about um, uh, the man, the occurrence of Souls doors you can go back through, or fog doors mm. you can go you can go back through. I forget exactly what the circumstances were. That is not just out of nowhere. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that's that's what's happening with this miscellaneous brag uh, brag bag. <laughs> uh, um let's see here um fred writes via contact saying so maybe someone has mentioned this by now but i've been listening to your bonfire side chat back catalog and i wanted to weigh in on something during demon souls you guys frequently mentioned that there were uh, that there was no way to tell the various areas locations relative to each other i only realized this during my uh playthrough inspired by the podcast but the world and character tendency screen is set on what appears to be a map um, if you take the character tendency statue as being uh, the location of the nexus, it looks like the archstones may be uh, maybe where they are as a part of the old one seal. If you look, the character tendency statue uh, even looks like it's on a coast, uh, which fits with the beach that you see the old one on at the end of the game. What do you guys think about this idea? I just pulled it up to look at it. I never noticed it before. And, and um, I think like, I mean, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. The the it also looks like a map that is purposely stained. Yeah. Or like a piece of paper. Like it looks a little bit like when you're playing D and D and you want to make something look old and like you put coffee on it and put it in the oven. Yeah, soak it in tea. Yeah, it looks a little bit like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um there aren't very I'm looking for like map hallmarks other than just wavy lines yeah. that like, you know, c- could be coastlines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it does lay it out, but however, <laughs> however, one, two, three, four, and five, they're just, they're just labeled clockwise. Um, yeah. Uh, start, starting at, uh, seven o'clock. Yeah. So that would put the mine on an Island. Yeah. There. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I could see it. And there's also that big, like there's the, the broken arch stone there, which makes it look a little bit more like a map because it looks like a mountain or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It could be, I could also see it just being a texture. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, it's kind of similar to the texture that's in the backdrop of the like character portrait kind of things, that abstract thing that when it just shows, you know, you're the silent chief and there's, yeah, yeah. you know, um, so maybe, uh, but I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know because it, it's so strongly, this puts kind of no matter which way you read it, um, the mines on a, on a different island or continent mm-hmm. from Boletaria. And those are the two areas we have a direct relationship with. It's like, you know, these are the mines where they mine everything for them. So I guess mm-hmm. that could be on an island and stuff, but it just feels a little bit more stretchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. It does kind of look like that. It's a, piece, about it's my, a thing I never noticed. Go ahead. Something about my shitty TV and part of the reason why tendency was so hard for me to see when I did this is like it was weirdly oversaturated. Oh yeah. Um, I'm getting rid of uh, getting rid of that TV. I'm really happy to. Um, <laughs> it is old, but it was like always weirdly oversaturated. So I don't know if I ever really saw that before. Yeah, actually. So it's interesting. Yeah, if but, I saw it, I never noticed. It. I didn't spend a lot of time on that screen. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um. No. What does Russ say? Uh, Russ says via contact. Um, I'm writing in uh, because of your call for players that started out their Dark Souls adventure with Dark Souls Three. That's me. Uh, first of all, the gameplay is really what drew me into the series, and I find it to be excellent. I agree that some areas are overly short and possibly unfinished. From a lore standpoint, I take the game as more abstract art uh, than coherent literature. A lot of the game dialogue is more interesting to me if I take it as direct communication with me, the player, instead of my game character. What if the intention is to break the fourth wall? I, as a player, uh, took on the goal of linking the fire, even though there can be no tangible reward. The firekeeper is indifferent to me completing the task because now that I own the game, it's up to me to do what I want with it. Uh, does that reframe any of your thoughts on the messages in the game? Yeah. The character is such a cipher that I, I kind of don't draw that distinction between it talking to the character and talking to me. Yeah. I, th- I think this uh, that specific second bit is in regards to because um, the firekeeper in the main firekeeper in Dark Souls 3 does give a shit about you yeah um but when you uh uh what's her head uh not ria Henri. Henri. no no uh, the lady who becomes a firekeeper irenia irenia Ar- yeah yeah irena when when uh you know she becomes very indifferent to you and maybe that's what this is us talking about that that's what that specifically is in relation to mm-hmm. um there i've read reads about dark souls 3 where the whole thing is kind of meta about the series itself Mm-hmm. I don't think individual bits of dialogue and stuff are addressing the player, though. No. Um, the the Soul series has done that, but I th- feel like it's more obvious when that happens. Mm-hmm. It's like the the crones in the beginning of Dark Souls two. Yeah. You know, like you will die again and again and lose your souls. Like I think that that's that's probably you know that's a wink. Yeah. Um, these things don't feel they just don't feel that to me uh, in the tone. Like it doesn't feel like a wink, uh, given how kind of serious. The game is when yeah. it's not being, you know, when it's not being explicitly, you know, sea growl, but like when mm-hmm. it's most of the actual story stuff is very, very heavy. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I see it. So not that it's a bad interpretation, but I don't. I don't think I see it. Yeah. The the, the meta thing has popped up, and I I just I haven't uh, haven't connected those dots. Um, as yeah. my is uh, is is my take on it. Yeah, uh, I, I, would, I, I would much rather the thing have uh, a coherent internal logic before it connects to something else. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing wrong. Uh, there's no when you talk about looking at it abstractly, like that's how a lot of the Bloodborne stuff worked for me. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I'm going to take this on a theme level um, and not worry, you know, about the Thumerians as much. Right. You know, and and that made Bloodborne more enjoyable for me. Dark Souls Three has the burden of being you know, a uh, part of a three game series where the previous games in the series didn't require that kind of abstraction, mm-hmm. you know? So to suddenly introduce it feels grosser. Yeah. Uh, and there's also, I think there's nothing wrong with like looking at something like it's a text, right? You know, like you can, uh, you know, and I talked to a lot of people who, um, specifically people who end up enjoying the DLC a lot more than, than me, mm-hmm. um, who are saying like, you know, I like the themes. I like the kind of, uh, you know, the tone of it. And it's like, I like that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't look at it like a text. Like it right. doesn't mean that it doesn't need to, you know, there are characters that have been introduced and, uh, concepts that have been introduced that like, you don't have to solve it like an equation. It doesn't have to make perfect sense, but it has to make, you know, thematic sense. There have to be conclusions that come from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's still operating in terms of story Yeah, um, uh, and still has to succeed in those terms as well. Yeah. There has to be movement. There has to be some kind of, some kind of arc or drawing together as opposed to, um, this agglomeration of details folding in on yes. itself, you know, and you know, and it's it's one of the things that a big thing that makes me think about it is that like the DLC uh, reveals something that could be interpreted as the angels, right? Mm-hmm. The angels are a huge part of Dark Souls Three that's not really explained very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's the thing I've been saying for a whole season where it's like there are connections, <laughs> but like this is the angel like this caused the Lothric civil war <laughs> this this thing from which like there's no additional information of it and no. this is what it is in the world this is what visited gertrude and caused that schism are you out of your fucking mind you know like it, it's a connection and it's like you could say like oh i just kind of like theme wise uh you know i i like how that looks i like how they look i like the tone but it's still neat. It's still operating as a story. Like a civil war happened, mm-hmm. you know, like those things, uh, like the story stuff drives that theme stuff. Yeah. If you, if you have to just look at it on its own, I think the work on it on a whole is a little bit weaker. If you yeah. can't tie in any of the actual mechanics, characters, plot, those things that are traditional elements of like narrative. Yeah. You know, um, there's something unsatisfying about a response to a critique of the story saying, um, you're not squinting hard enough. <laughs> yeah like you need more vaseline over the lens yeah. you know to me that that's a personal thing right yeah. like if, if you want to if you want to slather your eyeballs in va- vaseline and it makes you like something mm-hmm. which like totally happens like every every especially with this dlc man like mm-hmm. i mean we're, we're deep in it so that's why it's coming up a lot but like the people who i have seen who have been defending the dlc are like they're buying stock in vaseline yeah where it's just like they're, they're treating the game like uh, if I say something bad about it, I'm hurt going to hurt its feelings and I can't do that. You know, it's it's like I'm this is this is my father in law. Like, I'm getting married <laughs> to Dark Souls three, the Ring City's daughter, and, and I can't say anything bad about it. So I just have to be like, oh, I love the um, outfits <laughs> and and I love the lighting. Yeah. You know, you I'm, to, happy you the de- I'm very happy the desert pyromantress that came back. But, but yeah, it, but it's, it's those things are so superficial, yeah. you know, and if, if you putting that much Vaseline on your eyes makes you enjoy it more, I wouldn't take that away from you, 
but it's not, it has no place in the realm of criticism or like looking at it as a game. Yeah. You know, it has no bearing on it as a, as a, you know, as a serious discussion about it as a product, you know, <laughs> like not to, I mean, that sounds mean, but it, it's just, it, I just don't think that works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not appropriate for us in the choices that we have made in, think, yeah, in approaching the, this. Yeah. At the very least, it, it has nothing to do with how I want to approach not just souls, but any art. You know, I don't I don't want to uncritically like something because it's pretty ever. And, uh, you know, so it, it's it's fine if that's for you, but it doesn't answer anything that we're saying. Like, it's like we're we're in different pools yep. and I'm not saying there's a better pool. It's just a different pool, yep. you know, because you had more fun with it than I did. And that's you're probably winning. <laughs> I'm envious. It's a of nicer that. pool. Yeah. yeah, it's a nicer pool. Yeah, it's a more fun to pool pool to be in. But it's not the pool that I was born in. Yeah. Our, our pool has what is possibly a baby roof in it. We are investigating yeah. and trying to see if that is the case. It is the pool I was born in and has never been clean since. <laughs> so, oh, no, no, <laughs> Gary, no. So it's a lot like the beginning of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's that kind of beach, you know, and the. <laughs> you, you, you know, the end of Bloodborne, that. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. Bloodborne. I was I was Bloodborne into this thing. Yeah, this, I I recognize that was really gross when I said it. Yeah. And I had, like almost backed up, and then I was like, <laughs> because he but you had to get that sweet sweet Gary no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm thirsty for it, boy. <sighs> Pinkies. <laughs> <laughs> um. Art writes in VA context saying, after a long time away, three generations. Oh, there's a lot of O's in that long. Can you retake Uh, that with more O's? After a long time away, three three generations of consoles worth from video games, um, a combination of the apocalyptic contemporary political climate and the acquisition of a job uh, that that, that allows me to afford such things, I have recently returned. First with Bloodborne, which I got way. How many? how, How should I do this? Um, that's uh, well, about a third as long as the last okay. one. Uh, first with Bloodborne, which I got way more sucked into than I than I anticipated um, and eventually beat. Uh, and then uh, uh, still had my save file corrupted almost immediately after starting New Game Plus. Blah. Still energized, but a bit miffed by the setback. Um, I did start a new playthrough and made it back about halfway so far. I journeyed uh, into Dark Souls 3. After getting my bum handed to me over and over uh, and over for about a month because I really wanted to play it like Bloodborne, I eventually pushed forward, got a bit of a hang for it, and beat the Abyss Watchers last night. I'm really intrigued by the lack of hand-holding and the ambiance of the environment and the lore of these games. Um, and then, let's see here, paragraphs and paragraphs plus YouTube videos of the gushy things people say about the Souls, Soulsborne games. They just included that as as, as a, a thing there, like an aside. It's an mm. uh, asterisk. I think that is roleplay speak. Yeah, there we go. Mm. <laughs> um, let's see here, picking back up. Um, and as such, because uh, Art is so enamored of it, uh, and since I am stuck at my computer five days out of the week, I've been going through your podcast, which I am quite enjoying. However, just now I was listening to episode 92, The Undead Settlement, and the unexpected and sudden encounter with a reference to the Indiana Beach theme and mascot is on par with any moment I've get had in these games. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, that is the, there's more than corn in Indiana. Uh, there's more than, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's worth noting that I also run a D&D uh, second edition campaign, and I've been enjoying wow. your monster in my podcast podcast as well. Um, that's about all for now. I was just jarred out of my autopilot by that reference, and I was compelled all the way to write you fellas. There, There is indeed more than coin in Indiana. <laughs> like, <laughs> confirmed. Yeah. The, the... Um, yeah. Running a second edition D&D campaign. Yeah. Like, wow. 
Um, in a way, like if you're into that rule set, this is an awesome time for that because not only um, is second edition by far the when I go with thrifting or wherever I'm out at used bookstores, like the the materials thing I find the most, but yeah. also um, Wizards, now that they've acquired that stuff, has made like pretty much all of that stuff available in like pretty good PDF form. Oh, good. Um, like you can get, you know, if you like, if you can do an RPG PDF book, like you can get all of second edition for like decent price. Yeah. Um, not to mention like the fight, you know, if you want to find it, if it fell off the truck, like there are tons of torrents of that stuff too. So like second edition would be really easy to run comprehensively right now. Yeah. Um, weirdly fourth edition is not like we switched over <laughs> to fourth edition for our, to finish off our kind of aborted torchbearer campaign. And like okay. fourth edition stuff is hard to find. Yeah. They're, I don't know they're, why. they're like pushing that thing under the rug. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, forgetting they out. did it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, second edition, like that would, that would really work. And that, that's a cool, like I have a lot of affection for, for second edition, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, this is another person who came into the series kind of late. Um, that jump from Bloodborne, even for somebody who is familiar with Dark Souls, going from Bloodborne to Souls is is pretty difficult. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at least I found it to be so. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I'm I'm glad you're you're enjoying it. And if you continue to to work backwards, like um, that will serve you well. Yeah, you know this will this will ease you back. Mm-hmm. I think so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you dig it. And I I was just thinking about like that when he, you know he talks about the YouTubes of it. Um, kind of feeling some affection and nostalgia for the period where I was like, uh, man, anything, you know, I need anything souls, like put it in my veins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before we did the show, mm-hmm. you know, and then eventually like that, that kind of faded where like there are a couple of YouTube stories I still, I still really like, but, um, I've, I've really dialed back on that. And it's just, uh, but that was such a serious, like, you know, uh, I, you know, not addiction, like addiction's not funny, but like a real serious, like mania. Yeah. A, a real, a real enthusiasm. And a real yeah, curiosity, yeah, like intense curiosity, and it's the like unlike I found you know had for almost anything else, <laughs> uh, and yeah. and uh, I'm I'm envious to, of being in that position, you know, yeah, that's a that's a really fun place to be in because you have years mm-hmm. of stuff about it, you yeah. know, like you have uh, you can go back through all these games, and by the time you get to like you know the entire series will be an encapsulated thing that is entirely crystallized on the internet mm-hmm. between our podcast and between YouTube's and between wikis and stuff like you'll be able to find out everything about these games yeah um, uh, and as you're going backward it gets more and more worthwhile to look at these things <laughs> I think so too like yeah. I, I think they, they get better I mean and Bloodborne's great yeah. actually like Bloodborne's really really good but you already did that yeah you know um, and, and you could also disagree like there are people who like Dark Souls 3 uh, the best of all yep um, so no, but thank you oh. for. Uh, the, I generally don't put in stuff that's like, "Hey, that was funny" or complimenting us. But I completely forgot that we dropped that uh, reference to that commercial. Um, yeah, yeah, and the other the, and the, second edition D and D, man. Yeah, yeah. Birthright campaign, arms and equipment guide, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wizard kits. Um, I'm actually getting rid of all that. All my like, I did a big purge of like RPG books and and comics and stuff mm-hmm. since I'm, I'm moving in a couple months and. Uh, Got rid of like I was like you know what I don't really need these like the complete guide to elves the complete guide to wizards all these things that yeah. I've, I've picked up I decided to get rid of them and it was kind of sad yeah like flip through them and, and uh, it was fun for one last time but I just uh, need the space yeah so no shame um, Jonah says uh, via contact uh, I just finished listening to all of your Dark Souls episodes unfortunately I don't have access to the console games of the Soulsborne series so that might be a major factor in my opinion uh, listening to the latest Dark Souls three episodes really bummed me out. The fact that this game series you guys love uh, had failed you in the end made me very sad. I felt extra bummed out because the third entry is my favorite in the series regarding gameplay mechanics. Dark Souls 3 has my favorite weapons, covenants, bosses, and enemies in the whole series. 
I respect, uh, especially enjoyed the fact that Dark Souls 3 required me to vary my playstyle much more than the previous games during my playthrough, and the difficulty never felt too punishing for me. I wasn't all that into the lore until I started listening to uh, your podcast a few months ago, but I always thought that Dark Souls 3 was clearly the weakest in that regard. Let's hope that they don't fuck up the... Oh. <laughs> Let's hope that they don't fuck up the last DLC. Surely this time Krusty is coming, right guys? Uh, I love what you guys do and respect you as people. Thank Thanks, you. Jonas. I respect you as a person too. Yeah. Um, we should, we, I mean, we could, this would be a good thing for like our eventual, whenever the podcast ends, but it's probably worth talking about that. Cause a couple of people have been like, I'm real sad for you guys. And like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel that sad. No. Like I, I, I liked, I liked doing this show. I liked Dark Souls three. Uh-huh. Like at, at times it sounded like I didn't, um, but I liked it. I had fun playing through it. I think it is a really good game. Um, you know, I think that the fact that we do take this kind of lore approach is what made that shine worse mm-hmm. for us. You know, so even though I think like for me and it is unquestionably the worst entry in the series, um, it is the uh, lots of things to recommend it. It's yeah. still like good in your hands and stuff in a way that like I don't want to trade for anything. It's just the fact that the story let me down. Yeah so hard is the the biggest kind of kick in the dick but i'm also i'm fine because uh time you know all those other games still exist for me like i still have those things mm-hmm. um and i'm very excited to go back through them you know yeah <laughs> to, to revisit them and in the light of this dlc specifically you know I, I agree with you um things that jonah says about dark souls 3's kind of mechanics and you know build variety there are neat bosses it just get, it gets cut by the wrong side of the curve you know yeah like and that is you know on one hand it's a problem of expectations but the, mm-hmm. those are also expectations that the that, that they set, you know. Um, yeah. And nobody should feel sad about a thing that we choose to do. Um, and also, totally. don't ascribe more hyperbole onto what we say than the, 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 than what we put out. You know. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the, if the Dark Souls guys didn't like this as much, it's going to seem like we hate it, and we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate the lore stuff. I think the story stuff is incomprehensible and, and doesn't add up to very much. But like, I was just thinking about it today. Uh, reflecting on the dlc all the things i'm saying are base game i think both DLCs <laughs> are trash um yeah but thinking back on the base game and i was like you know what was fun Arathel dungeon yeah like I, I had fun just going through that area like the traps were cool the jailers i think are you know are a little bit annoying but it was still at least like an interesting felt kind of you know good and interesting and you know i was just like oh that's a fun level to go through and mm-hmm. i was just thinking back and i was like oh those are fun levels like it is a good the level design's really good and it's fun to move through those places like it yeah. is a good game uh, in that respect, it's just because of our approach, you know, being this kind of melange of like uh, mechanics and lore. When mm-hmm. one section falls down, everything kind of gets propped down. Yeah. Um, and the weird thing is like the DLCs could not have reflected on the base game. No. Uh, mechanically, rather. So like it's not like when we were saying Krusty was going to get here, it wasn't like because uh, there are, you know, that build variety thing, I think actually is. Uh, and as the DLCs go, like is not as good as it initially seems you know um and you do have to do a lot of things during it but really it's just like oh a strength build or a strength of maybe a splash of magic is what you want Mm -hmm. um kind of period you know i went through the dlc with my dex weapon i'm like doing 100 damage to the bosses and (laughs) you know it it is ridiculous and it's absolutely maxed out in every possible way and it's a good good dex weapon you know Mm -hmm. it just doesn't matter because a game without poise means a dex weapon you know i can't stun them and Mm -hmm. i can't i have no way to get iframes so during attack so um, so it just, it just kind of works. So there are problems with it mechanically, but the DLC wasn't going to fix that. No, the DLC could have fixed the lore stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, that kind of disappointment or that sad, desperate hope that we had, uh, for it came from, Yeah, you know, so that probably made us seem sadder than we were. 
Yeah. Uh, and then Krusty didn't get here. Nope. Um, like I, I think remotely like the DLC does a really good deal. The second DLC does a great job of wrapping up the first DLC. <laughs> uh, like, like, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Like it does. Like it's yeah. so those two things together make a complete story that I don't think necessarily need to be told, but at least is fine and thematically resonant enough. Yeah. Uh, it does nothing to reflect on dark souls three itself or dark souls on a whole in a way that I think is meaningful. Right. Um, at least in my researches so far, like I didn't find every item, not every item description has shown up online yet. Mm-hmm. I've been, reading you know as things come out but where i'm yeah. at right now that's kind of where i've landed on it yeah i haven't beaten it yet um i am pretty dissatisfied with where i'm at right now um when it comes to it i feel like i'm sinking a lot of time i think i have broader almost like philosophical or political concerns about the relationship <laughs> between these games and difficulty um mm-hmm. and you know i'm feeling pretty alienated by some of the design priorities that they're putting forward i don't feel you know we we talked about it uh before um you know as the as the dark souls 3 season kind of drew to a close just like it feels like it's you know we're drifting apart um this is kind of confirming that there are um if not the seeds at least the roots and maybe uh and, and maybe a stock of irreconcilable differences happening right now and i think that that is it's it's tough to pin it on on any one game because that is something that has been starting. You know, it started mm-hmm. a long time ago. It's been it's been a factor. Like again, but we uh, are the, the defiled watchdog lifted his leg and fertilized the terrible seed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to know where the line is drawn or where that gradient kind of began. All I know is right now where I'm at with the experience that I'm having. That experience that I'm having, um, we're well past the line, or I'm well past the line for things that I feel like are good experiences or designed to, you know, be respectful of my approach. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was thinking about, uh, I was stuck on the second boss of the DLC for longer than I wanted it to be. And I, I hate that boss. I'm looking forward to talking about why I hate it. (laughs) Um, and I was like, what do we do with the show if I can't do this? Yeah. Like what, like literally what happens if I just can't do this, you know, because it's, it's not, uh, you know, and, and this is all stuff I've gone over a thousand times. Like, I don't need to say, like, I'm not I'm not bad at video games. Like, I'm not it's not that the will is not willing. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just kind of hatefully designed. Um, and that kind of continues throughout. So when you talk about those irreconcilable differences, I feel like they're like to the core at this point. Mm-hmm. There, there are seeds of it in the previous in Bloodborne uh, to a lesser extent. And then in Dark Souls 3, it's a slightly greater extent, but have just kind of really blossomed. Like, and it, it, they're like when you see this stuff in their social media mm-hmm. and things like that, like it is such a, I don't know who this is for anymore. No, no. You know, and, and there are people, you know, like people who are, are just like, man, I love it. Like it's, it's great. Like hurt me more. Uh, and there, there's, it's just an unlimited, it's like a toggle, you know? Mm-hmm. And I have a degree of hurt me more. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> like if it's a slider, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm like an 80% hurt me more guy, man. Yeah. Like I, I like these fucking tough games, dude. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm way into, uh, I do like uh, like custom challenges for for like I was like oh I'm gonna do Deus Ex and I'm not gonna hurt anybody. That's yeah. fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's a hard challenge to do. Yeah. Uh, I I love doing stuff like that. I love making those little rules for me. But my my hurt me more slider is not at a hundred. No, no. You know? Mine rests right right at right about Orphan of Coes. <laughs> like, yeah, like that that's a really really hard boss fight, and that's about as hard as it can get, and still for me and still feel good. Yeah. Because at a certain point, and we talked about this with Salt, and I talked about it with Nameless King and stuff. Like it just I just feel lucky. Yeah. And I feel nothing. I feel the relief. Like uh, I just described on Slack. Like I feel a relief that comes with never having to do it again. But it's like if I hired somebody to clean my basement, <laughs> like I never have to do that again. But it's not like cleaning the basement was is fun. 
Right. You know, and it's not like hiring the person was fun. It's just no. like, here's a thing I don't like doing. I don't have to do anymore. Right. You know, I just it's it's very hard to, to have fun. And there there's a gene like there's people who are just like, you know, if I can get through it, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have that, you know, no. Um. you know, and this is this is all if you go back to the Chalice Dungeons episode two, like this is there's like a half hour on this about the defiled watchdog. <laughs> but like it just it really is for me if uh me getting through it has no bearing on whether I think it's good. No, being you know, happy like, that it's done is not is 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 not a value that I have. What, what, something that would be valuable is if I'm in the middle of it thinking I want to do this again. Like, ooh, yes. if I had a different builder, if I approached this a different way, or something like that. Like again, again, you know. And that used to happen. Yeah, you know, like that, like in a in a pre Nameless King, uh, pre Alfredo world, <laughs> like that would happen. Yeah, you know, like I was just like, oh man, like this will be. It'd be really cool to tackle some some mm-hmm. other way in a game that has kind of more of that variety or just for the pure pleasure of it mm-hmm. you know like uh again and i i parody myself but it's one of the things i love about uh, bonfire aesthetics and dark souls 2 is that like you could do that yeah like hey i want to play this i want to play it 10 percent harder <laughs> you know but it's like i really like it i want to do it again the game mm-hmm. allows you to do that because some of those bosses i would want to play again yeah you know i i fought like uh sir alon like three times yeah you know like because it was really great mm-hmm. that was a really su- super fun fight like that is the it's it's uh it's flow mm-hmm. it's the kind of the place between uh challenging and frustrating is yeah. like a is a is a state that yeah. you can get into high effort high and, difficulty yeah yes you know and that and that's what you want uh and it's just these are just blasting that out of the water yeah um and turning into instead like uh like a badge you know and i've never i just i'm not like an internet tough guy like i just don't feel like dick measuring contest you know i don't mm-hmm. feel i've never felt like smarter or better or good for doing something hard in a game no you know like i like i don't i was i i was just earlier i was saying like oh i beat dsx without killing anybody like it doesn't uh and you can't quite do that but you know what i mean um mm-hmm. i don't feel like like that is like a badge i'm never gonna brag about that you know it's not that kind of thing and i think that this is maybe made for people to be like yeah i did it mm-hmm. you know and and feel a little good about themselves uh in a way that transcends video games yeah and that I, that I will, I will never have that. Yeah. You know, that's just not me. Instead, what I get is I can't beat this boss. So I feel like a piece of shit and a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, you're just like, I'm, I'm an hour older and <laughs> yeah. more tense and less happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and that's, uh, that's meaningful, mm-hmm. you know, it's um, something. it's something, you know, and it's just, uh, uh, you know, it, it, one thing that I think about too, in kind of the grander point about feeling bad that the last game kind of ended up ended up being a bummer is that like, uh, I'm glad that it changed because if it just been something like where like, and people will make this argument and tell me how I actually feel, which will be frustrating, but it happens where they'll be like, no, no, you're, you're just burnt out. Um, and that could have happened if they just kind of, kind of released dark souls two quality games forever, mm-hmm. you know, like they're like, th- you know, dark souls five and it's as good as dark souls two. I would have gotten fatigued and eventually just been done with it. Yeah. There's a satisfaction, at least in the fact that like, no, the thing is definitely trying for something different mm-hmm. now. And uh, I think it'd be disingenuous to say that like the ringed city does not have different values than Artorias of the Abyss right? You know, or something like that. Um, and it is I feel better saying like, oh, these values just don't line up with mine. Mm-hmm. Irreconcilable differences is better than uh, you'll never get the kids go to hell. I never <laughs> want to see you again. Yeah. You know, that's a good reason to divorce. That's why I got divorced. Like, yeah. it's a good reason to get divorced, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like, 
I'm just not in love with you anymore. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it's not hateful. It's just, I don't love you anymore. Yeah. And, and it's trying to do a thing and I want something different and that's, I'm going to, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if any budding divorcees out there <laughs> are listening, <laughs> do it. It's fun. No, I, I can't imagine. That sounds, I mean, it's, it's not great, but there's, 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 there's a right way to do it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, there, there's or not a right way, but there's a better way to do it than, yeah. than the hateful teary eyed, you know, Screaming matches, yeah. you know, and this is Dark Souls is not and my relationship with Souls, assuming this is the last game in the series, actually, mm-hmm. is not ending with like a screaming, tearing thing. It's just kind of like, man, you are going for something that I do not get. <laughs> yep. You know, like, have, what are you? Who have, are you for now? Have fun over there. <laughs> you know, well, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. So I don't know. We're not um, sad. Divorce metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, my, my divorce was a really good thing that happened to me. Like in the <laughs> yeah. end, it, it was like very positive, you know? Yeah. Um, I would be sadder now if it never happened than I am now. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a divorce is only, only like always sad for kids. Yeah. That's something you learn when you get older. It's like, Oh, divorce is really sad. But it's because I've been watching it through a lens of like, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. 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 Where it's, a, it's about the children. And like, luckily I never got one past the goalie. So like <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, I'm doing all right in that respect. <laughs> My genetic line ends now. You took John Darnielle's advice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At least no children. Um, so I don't. I don't know. It's a. It'll be interesting. I'll be interesting to read the responses. Uh, something um, a writer. When I don't want to dogpile this person, so I'm not going to say it. But uh, a piece went up today um, from a games writer who I generally really like that was uh-huh. talking about that boss fight, that second boss fight that I hate so so much, and said it was the strongest boss fight in the series, mm. um, and was kind of going on the stuff and. Um, it did the game journalism thing that like Final Fantasy 15 syndrome where you just kind of say a bunch of superlatives, but don't say why. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this is it's really special, guys. It's really good. But you can't actually articulate why. And that always makes me really suspicious. It's like, oh, there's, mm-hmm. there's going to be a backlash to this. And then eventually people are not going to think this. Yeah. You know, this is just you liking something and you need to do a better job of articulating it. Um, and the thing it was, it was like, I was OK, if this is not the defense of the DLC and this boss fight specifically, can I imagine one? Mm-hmm. And I can like there, there is, there's somebody out here who just like loves this. Like this is, I take some, some solace in the fact that this is for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, this is, this is a thing. They're going for something. It is, uh, uh, this has values that somebody, that somebody could pick up, Yeah, you know? So, and, and I can imagine that review of somebody who like picked that up. It's like, I have these values. Hey, this thing applies to my values. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I think it, I think it's rarer. I think it's becoming more niche. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that like in the response from, from Twitter and Slack and, uh, Facebook, you know, uh, most people are pretty cranky about it. Yeah. I'm saying, and, and that's not, I don't think that people who listen to the show necessarily, I mean, I know people who listen to the show don't necessarily agree with us. I don't think <laughs> that like, that's a biased audience. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so. Who knows? There's a possibility that this is, this is the furthest edge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if and if it wasn't like they, I feel like they're trapped in some kind of thing too. Because if they did, like you know, you know, Bloodborne two would start at this level. Yep. You know, like they would because they would have to. Like I think they don't know how to pull back. You know, because because people would complain about it. The people for whom this is for would be like, man, I can't believe the first boss in Bloodborne two was such a pushover. <laughs> you know, so I'm sympathetic. Like they can't win. Right. It just uh, it just kind of sucks all around. Yeah. You know? so. I don't know. I too don't know. Yeah, I think but, that's it. Yeah, uh, that's, without going into specifics, we, there there'll be a time to talk about the Ring City. 
Yeah. I yeah, to yeah. go farm, and, farm and, some souls. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like legitimately looking forward to talking about it because yeah. it is, I think it is like twice as interesting as Ashes of Ariandel, even though it is hateful and, and cruel. Mm-hmm. Like it's at least it is going for something. Whereas I have no idea who Ashes is for. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Ring City right now. I, I hope that I can look back on it and laugh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I had to describe it like a, you know, um, and well, like a public dancing. You know? Yeah, just describe it like having a kidney stone. <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 I pissed my pants while uh, giving a speech. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Oh. Anyway, um, thanks everybody for for writing in. Uh, not specifically about Dark Mouse, but. Uh, just kind of in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we do really appreciate it. If yeah. you have anything to say about a host of games, yeah. we would like to write in. What are those games, Cole? Those games I are. clearly can't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, so I don't have the calendar up right now, so I don't know the order. But um, just uh, as, as soon as possible, if you have thoughts about The Ringed City, about Let It Die, about Neo, or about uh, Hollow Knight, uh, then mm-hmm. go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and send those to us. Remember the usual uh, kind of guidelines for getting something on the show. Make it uh, succinct, novel, um, and clear. Um, yeah. All of that is uh, very much appreciated. Um, and, and one entry per game. Yes, please. please. Yeah. So if you have thoughts about all four of those, thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, but please send those as different messages as opposed to one long piece because uh, I cannot manage that. <laughs> yeah, it just helps us out a whole lot. It does. Um, ratings and reviews on iTunes are very, uh, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I guess uh, backing up just a little bit to your piece, if you're if uh, your response isn't get read, uh, this episode should be evidence. Like it might get at some point. We save yeah. these up for a rainy day, um, you know, and uh, and and we uh, read them all, regardless mm-hmm. of whether we read them all on air. So we appreciate it no matter what. Yeah. So don't get discouraged if you send something in and it doesn't get read. Yeah. Um, ratings and reviews on iTunes are very helpful. Yep. Um, and. Probably the most helpful thing you can do if you listen to the show is check us out on Patreon. If you go to uh, patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV, um, you can throw us a couple bucks a month. You get access to episodes a day early, um, our Slack channel, which is a really good place to discuss uh, this. And whenever there's a really hard souls thing, a really good resource for summon buddies. Yeah, everybody. Um, people, it's <laughs> was... like Tinder for, for <laughs> sun bros. Like everybody, everybody's hooking up there. Yeah, I was uh, I was ripping my hair out last night and people were like, hey, I'll come help you. I'm like, nope, I've already lost patience. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there, there are people there who want to help you. Yes. So like, you know, you can you can set, hang out there. Um, you also get uh, a lot of cooler things that go along with our Patreon, depending on what tier yeah. you want to support us at. So go check that out and see if any of that stuff seems appealing to you and is within your budget. Um, it is uh, immeasurably helpful to us. Yes, it is. I think that's everything. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. And we will be back uh, with a special episode next week. Mm-hmm. And then after that, let it die. Yeah. Umbasa. Or after that, no, Ring City. Fuck me. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.